Welcome to PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Sobolewski. Today, I bring you a special interview conducted by James Gray, the Dissemination Fellow at Cincinnati Children's Hospital in the Division of Emergency Medicine, and David Schnadauer, the lead author on a recent paper about the use of probiotics and gastroenteritis. Take it away, James. Hi, I'm James Gray with the Division of Pediatric Emergency Medicine at Cincinnati Children's. I'm the new dissemination fellow, and I'm here with David Schnadauer to talk about his study. Hi, David. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is David Schnadauer. The first question that everybody asks me is about my accent. I was born in the UK. My mother tongue is French, and I grew up in Mexico. Hence the weird accent. There you go. I'm an emergency department physician and the academic director for the Division of Emergency Medicine at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. My first love is taking care of patients. However, a large part of my work is dedicated to education and research. My main research interests are in improving the diagnosis and management of young children presenting with infectious diseases to the emergency department, particularly UTIs, viral gastro, bloody diarrhea caused by STEC, and lately have become interested in understanding the role of the gut microbiome in young infants with serious bacterial infections. So tell us, why are probiotics such an attractive therapy for kids with gastroenteritis? So there's nothing we can do, or very little we can do for kids with diarrhea. We can try to prevent and treat dehydration, prevent transmission among family members and daycare attendees, and that's it. Antidiarrheals are dangerous and contraindicated in children. However, for many centuries and maybe millennia, people have been using fermented products for nutrition and during illnesses, including yogurt. It is also known that the gut flora is disrupted during episodes of gastroenteritis. Probiotics are bacteria grown in a lab that are supposed to be good for you. Wouldn't it be great if we had a product that could help regenerate the gut environment after a period of illness, or after a course of antibiotics, or in any disease process where the microbiome is disrupted? That would be great. And in fact, probiotics have previously been shown to reduce the duration of illness in gastro and have been incorporated into evidence-based care pathways at a lot of different institutions. Why was this study necessary, and what did it show us? That's a great question. So, you know, when you look at prior research in probiotics for kids with gastroenteritis, it was seriously flawed. Limitations included small studies, unclear outcomes, different products formulation, um, lack of blinding, allocation concealment, many others. Also, many of the studies were performed in inpatients in other countries, and many of them were sponsored by the industry. Meta-analysis of these flawed studies showed a benefit, and in the absence of other options or better studies, parents and doctors started using probiotics more and more, despite these limitations. Finally, because probiotics are marketed as dietary supplements and not drugs, manufacturers have few limits in claiming unproven benefits, and the probiotic industry is worth over $30 billion worldwide and growing at a rampant pace. So it was important to design a definitive, high-quality, double-blind, randomized control trial to assess their effectiveness. We use one of the leading probiotic products in the U.S. called LGG, and it's marketed as Cultural, which is also the product for which there was the most evidence supporting its use. And we set out to put it to test. And in a few words, after studying close to 1,000 patients with acute gastroenteritis in 10 U.S. hospitals, we found that probiotics did not improve patient outcomes when compared to placebo. We looked at every outcome we could think of. Combined gastroenteritis severity score, duration and severity of diarrhea and vomiting, duration of fever, unplanned healthcare visits, household transmission rates, daycare and work absenteeism. And then we looked in every subgroup we could think of, young versus older, on or off antibiotics, viral versus bacterial gastroenteritis. 
kids that were exclusively breastfed versus those that weren't, etc. And the answer was always the same. There was absolutely no differences between the probiotic and the placebo groups. So that's really interesting. And the study was performed with the help of PCARN, which is a really large pediatric emergency care research network. Maybe you can talk a little bit about how important it is to have something like PCARN support the study. So PCARN was absolutely essential in helping us with the plan of the study, the launching, and the conduct uh, at 10 different sites in the U.S. They have great resources. Having them backing us um, you know, was, did seriously help us in getting funding from the NIH and, uh, and in being able to conduct such a high-quality study. Another study was performed in a, with a different research network in Canada. Maybe you can comment on what that showed and why it's so valuable to have a parallel study. You are correct. Stephen Friedman, who's also an author in, in our study, uh, he's from Calgary. He conducted a similar study in Canada using a different probiotic. And the results are pretty much identical. That article is published in the same issue of the New England Journal of Medicine. The results of these two large and definitive studies do not imply that every probiotic is ineffective in every disease, but they give us pause in addressing an important issue. We should not be prescribing and spending billions of dollars in therapies that are not backed up by solid and high-quality evidence. Meta-analyses of limited and flawed studies provide limited and flawed recommendations, and about a third of them are debunked once a sufficiently powered RCT is conducted. And there are many such examples in the probiotic literature. So that's the importance of having these two strong studies published together. That's great. Maybe now you can summarize for us what you would recommend regarding the use of probiotics in kids with acute gastroenteritis. So the bottom line is, based on these two studies, we cannot recommend LGG, culturel, or lacidophil for the treatment of acute gastroenteritis in children. I would not recommend parents spending money on these or other probiotics for these or other conditions until there are strong data supporting their use. Parents should spend their money in providing the best nutrition that they can afford for their children, including fruits and vegetables. And for the scientific community, the main message is that manipulating the microbiome to improve health outcomes is an emerging and exciting science, which will require a sophisticated understanding of pathophysiology and high-quality studies. I would hope funding towards those studies outpaced the rampant growth of the probiotic industry, but that obviously is my moonshine or mezcal dream. Well, that's it for this episode of PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. My main take-home from this study was that we should reconsider whether therapies are useful, especially when we don't have high-level evidence. This is a great example of two parallel studies that were done with great methodology that will impact our practice directly. Right now, there's no need to give probiotics in gastroenteritis. Thanks again for listening to PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. Check out previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your audio content. If you can spare the time, leave me some feedback. I'd really appreciate it. And check out more great pediatric emergency medicine-focused educational content on PEMblog.com. I'm on Twitter at PEMtweets, and James is on Twitter at JamesGray0. Give the guy a follow. He's a rising star in pediatric emergency medicine. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.